This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 25, Decluttering Your Life. Can you believe that we are on episode 25 already? I can. We're a quarter of the way there. To where? Where are we trying to get to? A hundred. Well, yeah. I mean, getting to a hundred is simply a matter of time. And then once we get to a hundred, then we'll be a quarter of the way to 400. That's correct. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to want to listen for 400 episodes. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they will. We'll, maybe we'll totally revamp things. Hmm. But who knows? Maybe we'll sing the whole podcast and people want to listen just to listen. That is a great idea. Yeah, I don't know how well that will go over. Well, welcome to the Marriage Bites podcast. Yes, welcome to our 25th edition. So how's your week been this week? Um, I'm going to be honest, it's been a little bit of a crazy week. Yeah. It has been a crazy week. I wouldn't say there was anything earth-shattering or totally life-changing that happened necessarily, but it just feels like there's been a lot of different things. It's been heavy, I think. Yeah, it has been. But We've been dealing with some things at home, and it's just been heavy. Yeah. But it's the way it goes, pretty much. It is the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, next week will be lighter. Mm-hmm. Or it won't be. I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see. So with all this heaviness, today we're talking about decluttering our lives. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fitting that this topic came up right now because I feel like when you start to feel bogged down with everything, then all of a sudden, at least, I guess I can only speak for myself, but that's the time when I just want to go through and like get rid of stuff. That's when I want to just throw everything away. and like You just pick up toys over and over and over that kids don't even really play with. And I just like, why do we still have these? Or they're broken toys. Why do we still have these? Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting this morning. Uh, you got up earlier than me by a little bit. And I could hear some rustling around. I know you shut the door from our bedroom to the, the bathroom closet area. And I could hear some rustling around in there. And as I laid in bed and I started to wake up, I started to think, and I need to get some clothes and some other things that I'm not using. And I need to, I need to take them to the thrift store so other people could enjoy them. And, and... Eventually I woke up and I got out of bed and I was like, you know, I'm going to get right on this. I'm going to, I'm going to, there's some shirts and pants and things I need to get rid of. And there's a jacket and some other things. I'm going to get those all ready to go to get them to, to take them to the thrift store. As I woke up and I met you, I found that you had been doing the exact same thing that I was planning to do. We didn't even plan it. It just happened. Mm-hmm. You'd been in there decluttering what you had a whole box full of stuff. And I had a lot of stuff. And a box of garbage and... Yeah. Get after it. Mm-hmm. So I I ended up taking, what was it, four boxes? And a basket. And a basket f- heaping with stuff to the thrift store today. And it wasn't junk. Most of it was good stuff. It was just stuff we don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, the guys at the thrift store, they were they said, this is actually some good stuff. I'm like, I know. I want top dollar for it. And they're like, sir, this is a donation bin. You donate? I'm like, yeah, I want top dollar for it. They didn't give me anything. That's why it's called a donation. Yeah. It's donating it for a cheaper price, but I didn't want to drive it around to any other spots. Yeah. It was good to declutter. Yeah. I guess some people are really good at just not letting things accumulate. 
I don't happen to be one of those people. I would much rather just put something away in a place where I won't see it so that I can deal with it later. I think that sometimes people come to us and they want to give us their junk. And we think, oh, that still has value and use. We might use it. Let's take it. And we take it in and then we never use it. That has happened a few times for sure. It has. Or you get that weird gift from, from your mom or from somebody else and you don't use it for three years. And they love their thing that they, you know, they have the same thing and they give it to you. Mm-hmm. And they love it. And they think, oh, you're going to love it too. And then you don't use it. Well, you think you might love it. Yeah, you, you know? think you might love it. I, I think as I get older, though, when people try to give us stuff, I run it through the filter of, do we really need this? Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to become our junk? Because I know some of the things that we have taken in, I have felt that a little bit. And I didn't really listen to my inner voice. And then I realized, wow, we've had this for six years. And it's junk. Mm-hmm. Let's finally get rid of it. Or sometimes it's a thing that we've used a lot in the past and for some reason stopped using it. But because we used it, because it was useful, we liked it. It's easy to want to hang on to it because you might need it again sometime. You might want to still use it some other time. I think that's especially with clothes. Like sometimes I'll have a favorite thing that I wear quite often and then I find something else that I like and I don't wear that thing anymore. But I think... But I still like it. I'll wear it. And then I never do. And sometimes I'm like, you know, I really love this shirt. And now it's time to let it go. Yeah. So that's kind of where I've been at lately. I don't really know why. Maybe it's the stars. Who knows? But I've been in this mood for probably two or three weeks of like just getting rid of stuff. Just throwing it away. Getting it out of my space. Out of my, just out of my environment. Because when your environment is cluttered, that actually uses up brain space. Well, and I think it can cause, I don't think anxiety is the word, but it can add added stress to your life. When you have a lot of stuff around and now you're managing all this property, it can wear on you. And sometimes you don't even realize it. It just feels chaotic. It does, which then can put stress on your marriage. Or your whole family. Or your whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just getting rid of the stuff that you don't use. It's just clutter, broken things. So if you just haven't used it in a long time? Or... Yeah. Now, I know there's people out there who are saying, well, I have all this stuff and I have, I plan on, I've gotten it for cheap or, or whatever it might be, but I'm planning on fixing it. I, I know a guy who has collected numerous four-wheelers and a few motorcycles and tractors and trailers. He has every intention on fixing these things and using them and having them be useful. Yet they're sitting in a kind of a lot just rotting away. Hmm. Well, that's interesting that you say that because sometimes we look at a thing and we see the potential of it rather than the usefulness of it right now. And that sometimes will play into our decision-making process of whether to keep it or whether to take it in or whether to get rid of it or not accept it in the first place. Right. It takes it takes some inner strength to reject things that, that you really think you're going to use or that you're really going to fix. So... Something that I think is interesting is to look at two people in a relationship and understand the differences in their thought process and decision-making process in whether to keep something or whether to let it go. I think my tendency is to hold on to things a little bit longer than for you. You're more like, eh, get rid of it. We don't need it. I don't need it right now. Get rid of it. Or we haven't used it in a year. We don't need it anymore. And I'm more like, but we might need it. I'm kind of more in this, 
let's hold on to it just in case <laughs> mode and you're more in the like what's the purpose of having it right mode? and i've seen that with you there'll be some item some widget that we've gotten eight years ago and by golly we've never used it but we might use it dadgummit yeah well and i even though i realize okay we probably don't need it. We're probably going to be fine without it. I still have this part of me that's like, but we might want it later. And I just have this part of me that just has a hard time letting things go sometimes. But then I get into these phases where I'm like, let it all go. Actually, sometimes I've gotten rid of things in those phases that I regretted getting rid of later, which sort of complicates this even further. But I don't really know why I am that way. I don't know if it's just in my DNA. I don't know if it's something to do with my upbringing or just my personality, but it just tends to be how I've been for most of my life. Like a thought that escaped my mind. We can wait until it comes back. We can make the podcast longer. That's okay, I can edit it out. I always do that. Because we don't want anybody to hear. I hope no one can hear what we're saying. We have this impulse to acquire goods, acquire things, uh, whether it's free from people or we purchase things. And it takes some intentional thought to not only recognize that you do that, but to really ask yourself, do I really want this item? Mm -hmm. Do I really want this item in my house? Am I really going to use it? Or is it going to sit for three years and then I'm going to use it once and then it's going to sit again for the next eight years and then I'm going to use it once? Do we really need it? Well, and what is the opportunity cost there of carrying something around for 20 years every time you move? And the space that it takes up in your home, is it really worth it? And maybe it is. When you need the right thing and you have it right there, it's really useful for you. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't keep something that you only use once every five years, but I think we sometimes don't think about the opportunity cost, the space that it takes up as being valuable I guess this morning when I was cleaning out my clothes in my closet, I don't know if you remember this, but I said something like, and now my closet is all cleared out and open and ready to receive new clothes. Ready to be filled up again. With things that I love instead of being filled up with things that I don't use, which I don't buy clothes a lot. I don't do a lot of clothes shopping. And so, I mean, it's not like fill it right back up again, but it does open up space so that when you walk into your closet, you're seeing things that you like and you can choose what you want to wear. And all of the extra chaos, all of the extra is just gone. Let's take a minute to talk about when two different people have two different decluttering styles, that itself can cause conflict. So if I'm the person who wants to hold on to things, for example, and you're the person who doesn't care about things and just gets rid of things, sometimes I might get upset that you got rid of a thing that I wanted to keep. Or when one spouse is like, I want this surface to be clean. I want this to be cleaned out. There's too much stuff. It doesn't all fit. We need to get rid of some of it. And then the other is like, no, we got to hold on to it. That really can cause conflict between the two. And how do you resolve that? Oh, are you expecting an answer from me? Well, if you have one. Um, I personally, the way I like to resolve a problem like that is just put on the boxing gloves and just fight it out. <laughs> I, right. I, it seems to work really good for me. Except when I win. It doesn't happen that often. Okay, it happens a lot. I'm pretty strong. I work out. Yeah, you go right for the golden harvest. And then I'm out. <laughs> out for the count. That's funny. Or you know my kryptonite. 
You start tickling me, and then it's done. And it's all over for you. I'm because I'm not ticklish. Yeah, that is such bullcrap. Yep. I don't know why that wasn't put on your list of features when I married you. Because I'd have been like, not ticklish. Where is it at? <laughs> you wouldn't have married me if you'd known. So speaking of resolving conflict. So resolving conflict when you're decluttering. I think with all things, you need to have a serious conversation with your spouse. And both of you can put forth your thoughts about it. But both sides need to be realistic about things. Mm-hmm. For example. Wait, wait, wait. By realistic, do you mean agree with me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of. Okay, we'll give you an example. Well, for example, let's say you have um, item A, whatever it might be. And it's been sitting in the closet for 12 years. But by golly, it's brand new and it was a gift and it could be useful someday. I hear a little judgment undertone. Oh, we've had stuff like this before. But anyway, if I came forward and said, hey, we haven't used this thing in 12 years. And yes, it's cool, but it's just taking up space. What if we got rid of it? I'm not saying this is necessarily you, but I know some people are, they want to just hold on to that because it has sentimental value and you're just going to have to talk about it. But sentimental value is a real thing. It really is. I will not discount people who want to keep things for sentimental right. value. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have used the word sentimental value, but there's things that have value, but if it's been sitting in a closet for 12 years, does it really have value? And I think mm-hmm. the both of you have to sit down and talk. Now, if let's say you want to keep that thing that we've had in our closet for 12 years and your argument is good, I need to be a big enough person to say, okay, that's a valid argument. Mm-hmm. And to really listen and see what your concerns are. Mm-hmm. But you have that same obligation too yeah. to listen to those concerns and really look at it with mature eyes and say, okay, is this really something we want to continue Mm -hmm. to possess and if we do what are we going to do with it are we going to keep it in the back of a closet where nobody sees it for another 12 years say it it is sentimental that your grandmother gave it to you or something like that how do you honor that i don't think putting it in the back of the closet where you'll never see it is really honoring to that possession but to display it somewhere where it can be beautiful and be seen and enjoyed or you know to make it something that is enjoyable that does as Maria Kondo would say, spark joy. So let's change gears a little bit here. And I know we didn't discuss this beforehand, but I had a thought. So we we are physically, we've talked about physically decluttering things in our lives. But what about decluttering things in our marriage? Maybe there's something that's bothering us about our spouse. Maybe there is things I'm holding back that... I haven't told my spouse, or maybe there's some problem between the two of us. Um, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, mm-hmm. it's just like with these physical things and decluttering them, and that they it's, it's something you have to manage. Well, you have to manage and deal with feelings and thoughts and things that you're not decluttering from your marriage. Maybe there's things going on in your marriage that need to be changed, need to be fixed, and, and you really need to declutter that. Mm-hmm. Because as you become a hoarder, with your marriage, in, in a sense, it can really do damage. And you start to lose sight of that person that you're married to because all this other stuff is building up around them and around you. Mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit of metaphor there. Yeah, so give me an example of what you would think of as being marriage clutter. Uh, something that might be marriage clutter is, let's say you're doing all the finances and I don't like the way you're doing them. Okay. And I'm keeping that in and not saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's marriage clutter. Um, because it takes up space in your mind 
every time that that thing comes up, every time I do the thing that right. you don't like, it, it could be as it simple takes as up mind brain space. Right. It could be as simple as, boy, I wish that she would stop buying X brand of canned soup when she should be buying the name brand. Just little things. Mm-hmm. What what I'm saying is that is, is get that clutter out. Get those things that might put stress on the marriage. Get them out. Mm-hmm. Declutter it. Speak up. Yeah, speak up. And it doesn't mean that your spouse has to do the thing you want them to do differently in order for that clutter to go away. Sometimes it's just a matter of speaking your truth. And if they keep on doing the same thing, then I think still you come to it differently because at least they know and at least you spoke up for yourself and you stood into your truth and in your power. And if they are still like, but no, I really like this one, then at least you have an understanding about what's happening rather than this like quiet resentment of, I wish you wouldn't say that. Right. Or you, whatever. you could almost say that the clutter is like resentment. When you're holding things in and you want to say things, it feels so much better to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might it might take some work getting that out. Just like you sweat and things when you get your physical junk out of the house. It might take some hardship getting mm-hmm. that stuff out. But once it's out and it's in the open, you can start to resolve those things and to clear that clutter out of your marriage. So that it, that clutter doesn't stand between you and your spouse. If in your mind's eye, if you could think about a pile of garbage between you and your spouse, how are you going to get to them? The garbage wall is in the way. Yeah. You clear out that garbage and now you can see your spouse and you can touch your spouse and you can be with them. Yeah, I really like that metaphor. Um, To me, the phrase, get it off your chest, is coming to mind. So just like if you're carrying a physical item that's heavy, putting it down makes you feel lighter and brings you relief. Well, getting it off your chest, basically saying the things that need to be said, also brings you emotional lightness. It does. And it helps you to have greater intimacy and closeness with your spouse. Mm-hmm, for sure. Now, I'm sure there's a whole lot more things that a psychologist could say or a marriage counselor could say about this very topic. Uh, but I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm just a guy who knows a little bit. <laughs> and I've been married for 22 years. So we've had a little bit of experience. Right. But we are curious how you, in your marriage or relationship, handle the getting rid of things or the keeping of things and how you navigate that decision-making process. So if you have anything to add, we're totally open to hearing your side of it. Or how you declutter your marriage. Maybe what was the thing you decluttered in your marriage that helped you the most, that made the biggest difference for you in your relationship? Or, yeah, if you want to even come on the podcast and talk about it, we would love to have you as a guest. We sure would. Yes, we would. All right. All right. This has gotten out of control. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Boop, 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 boop. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. the new kids on the block that was not a pun from the 80s boy brand band right but if you if you do these things then you're not hanging tough so much there was another pun from new kids on the block okay look i'm a child of the 80s
You're just going to have to roll with it. Yep. I don't care what people say. The 80s was cool. I was just having a thought of a hypothetical. I'm like, what if it was your grandpa's Playboy magazine? This is where your mind and, goes. And your, and yes, this is where my mind goes. Good. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, I went right to there. Of course you did. This is granddad's and he really cherished these and told me never to get rid of them. And now I need to put them in a prominent place where we can use them. It's the school. Can I take this call right quick? Yes. Hello? Pause now for station identification. I think we've hashed it out. Yes. Corned beef and hash.